0: Welcome to Geek Space Nine, the Tusken Shed Media Network podcast where we discover and or rediscover the classic Star Trek series, Deep Space Nine. With me as always is Peter Dancy. How are you, Peter?
1: I'm pretty good. Uh, do you mind if I like, once again, horribly date us like our recording day for this episode no
0: it's okay we went through an experience and we should talk about it
1: okay 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 thank god I, i'm so glad you knew exactly where i was going with this uh yeah <laughs> uh all of the thunder and tornadoes and heat and heat laser um, <laughs> dear listener the three of us just finished about 20 minutes ago recording an episode for movie gang for the wonderful schlock that is geostorm mm-hmm. and and let me tell you we're all a little loopy from it because that movie is a mess but it's a mess that i want to live in for like uh, a, a hot mess a cold mess it's a, a dusty mess, mess a real you just uh, it's a lot <laughs> oh god so, so so basically so basically to sum it up and i'm feeling pretty good right now <laughs> that's great and how about you sarah
0: She still
1: hasn't gotten it out of her system. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this is my, yep. my answer, too. <laughs> 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 nice. Yeah. Uh, as as uh, my brain's not working. I'm, I'm going to be honest. My brain is not working, so this might not be the most on the rails episode we've ever done but uh it was a magic experience ladies and gentlemen if you can if you can get friends together and rent this movie for a dollar on Redbox and drink and have fun treat yourself it's it's a magic experience and uh, i think we've all gone through something together and we're greater friends because of it so (laughs) i think this what i'm saying is uh for your next company retreat don't go to the woods and do some trust falls watch geostorm really bond really come together as a family um and this week we're going to be discussing two episodes that are way more serious and intense than that lovely lovely schlock that we watched um but first up so this week we are talking about season five episode 23 and 24 which are blaze of glory and empach nor so first up is blaze of glory After Benjamin prepares some Cajun tube grubs for Nog, which, legit, I would eat, he gets a message from General Martok that he received a coded message from the Maquis. They are both stunned, as the Maquis were presumed to be completely destroyed after the Cardassians sided with the Dominion. Martok has one of those awkward, so I may have committed some light treason as they sold cloaking devices to the maquis and they apparently strapped them to nuclear missiles heading towards cardassia as a dying fuck you the crew exhaust all options to find the missiles so cisco decides to recreate another famous novel with michael eddington this time silence of the lambs or maybe eddie murphy's 48 hours whichever you prefer eddington's response is nah i'd rather die in prison and it's not just a phase mom Everything Eventually, Benjamin drags him along in the Defiant as the duo enact their witty banter about Eddington basically doomed everyone. We also learn that Colonel Hudson, the leader of the Maquis, is dead, and Eddington is the closest thing to a leader they have left. Sisko spies a Jem'Hadar ship coming towards them, but decides to test Eddington's death wish, who balks and takes the helm. Sisko and Eddington take it, make it to the missile site, but have to fend off more Jem'Hadar because they need XP. Inside the base, they discover many dead Maquis members, and Eddington broods over their deaths. They eventually enter what Sisko thinks will be an empty room to find tons of Maquis family, including Eddington's wife, Rebecca. Eddington admits there are no missiles, that the whole thing was a trick so Eddington could save the families aboard the station. Sisko responds with a good old punch to the nose, but Rebecca breaks up the fight. Eddington and the group escape, but he is wounded by Jim Hadar. He tells the others to run and fights off the Jem'Hadar alone, going out in a blaze of glory. Uh... Rebecca is saddened by this, and Cisco is like, whatever. Later, he talks with Dax that he admits that Eddington's commitment to a lost cause had intrigued him. And he looks out a window, longingly thinking he probably should have made out with Eddington, just wants to see if he liked it. Yeah. meanwhile in the b plot nog is upset that he is not getting enough respect especially from the klingons after some failed attempts nog threatens martok and his friends with the rest until they move martok dresses down nog but he stands his ground and gains his respect what do we think of blaze of glory eddington
1: No, I was just going to say, Eddington is the main character in his own fan fiction.
0: He is. (laughs) He really is. that's what
1: makes it so entertaining.
0: That blaze of glory wasn't quite a blaze of glory, was
1: it? It it, it, it really wasn't. It was unnecessary.
0: It reminded me of a scene that some people hate, but I did like, because I have a dark sense of humor, in uh, Kong Skull Island, where this one character does that dramatic scene where he like pulls out grenades as this monster's coming towards him and he's like and then the monster just hits him with his tail and he flies into a mountain and explodes (laughs) (laughs) it's sort of similar i mean he does they do escape but it's like i think you could have done better for the maquis by living Eddington. i don't know that you accomplished much in this he didn't
1: he 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 really didn't. He didn't accomplish anything because it's like it's he he didn't go out. He didn't really go out a martyr. He just went out as someone who who honestly needlessly sacrificed their sacrificed their life. Like if, if he had been killed by if he had like somehow been killed by the Federation or by Klingons or or by the Cardassians or by the or by the, or, or by the um the, God we they're they're like the main bad guys. But I cannot Dominion. remember their name all of a sudden. The the Dominion dominion thank you sorry I, I was thinking nothing but jim hadar and it's like and it's like the jim hadar not the real ones um then yeah he then yeah he would have been made a martyr to the maquis but it's like he was just like i am to stay behind because you know i quote unquote have
0: to it was dumb yeah it was it was a wee bit dumb i have to agree with that I, mean, I guess we'll start by saying, are you going to miss Eddington at all? No. I honestly forgot that he existed until
1: this episode. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but then that episode ended and I forgot that he was a thing because there were other more important things going on.
0: This was... I just got the analogy. This was an ending to a nine episode arc to a character who was in two. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he he was in I mean obviously he was in more episodes as like a minor character, but like he had two main episodes. He had the episode where he betrayed them, and then he had the episode where Cisco finally caught up with him, right? Yeah. That kind of sandwiched everything. You know what I mean? We didn't need a return of Eddington. <laughs> we did not need eddington forever is what i'm saying <laughs> um uh though i would have watched cisco and eddington if i'm continuing my batman title uh sequels um because his story was over essentially you know his story was you know i'm this guy and you've always pissed you off and then like and, and essentially because we also commented on that episode how it was like maybe that episode would have been a little bit stronger if there had been a couple episodes where cisco tried to catch him or he was like in a background of a couple things here or there, yeah. but it's all off screen and we have to just assume it, you know? And, and once again, I feel like maybe there is a book <laughs> that I don't think this makes this episode better. I think that should stand on its own, but I wonder if there's a Eddington Cisco book somewhere that like fleshes it out and makes it better. Cause there should be, because Yark. like he felt like a long-term series, you know, and uh, uh, antagonist. Do you know what I mean? Like like a female changeling character, you know what I mean? Like like a character we fought back and forth with, and has all these history, but he doesn't really. And this episode also reminded me how they bungled the Maquis because I totally forgot about Colonel Hudson. Remember, there was that whole episode in like season three, and there was like a Starfleet oh, officer right. that like Cisco looked up to, and then he betrayed him, became the Maquis leader, and then they just forgot him and made. Eddington the character. Exactly. Yeah. And then he made Eddington. No, well, that's a different guy. <laughs> You're thinking of a different guy. It was even earlier than that one. Um it's when he, he burns his like he like phasers his uniform in front of him. You know what I mean? Um I don't know if you remember that scene. Sarah has no memory of this character at
1: all. Ever so vaguely. Um ever so vaguely.
0: And It's not the Admiral who tried to, yeah, it's not that guy. No, this was like a guy no, no, who no, was no, like no. a teacher of Cisco who was older than him. And he found out he was like a Maquis leader in like a two-part episode. And then Cisco spent the whole time being like, it's <laughs> either Exactly. You go. Exactly. And so it's like twice they've had to have like. Wow. Yeah, we did. We did shit um right and and so it's like the maquis have always been kind of bungled in the show like they've always been a weird extra part i like the idea of them a lot but they've never quite worked for me in the show because it's like there's there's bigger threats you know and i i like the idea of them as like you know these people who are their own separate cell and they have their own ideas and they're causing all these problems with these even bigger stuff, which is fair. Like that happens a lot in real life. Um And, but the fact that they had two leaders who leave very little impact to me is a big problem. <laughs> and the fact that they just casually, this episode go, Oh, remember that one guy who was the leader and you all forgot about from four seasons ago. He, he died. So like off screen, <laughs> like, you know, like that sums up to me the problem with the Maquis overall. They're just not very memorable. Yeah, like like
1: they're, they're not they're not they're not even a tertiary problem when you when you look when you look at who else when when you look at who else Cisco and company are dealing with. They're just there.
0: Well we have they're, so they're... many factions in DS9. You know what I mean? Like you right. have Kaiwin, you have the Dominion, you have the Cardassians, you have uh Factions within the Cardassians, factions within the Klingons, uh, you know, factions. Well, Romans aren't as much. They've kind of shown up here or there, but you know what I mean. Like, there's a lot of this is all about political machinations. These this show, you know, right. and the Maquis. I've always felt to me like the least interesting. And so, if they're gone, I'm not gonna be sad. <laughs> I would be, w- prefer. <laughs> And
1: and, and and actually what's funny about you what's funny about you bringing that up is how it is how is, is how Eddington even said to Cisco It's like on the grand scheme of things we weren't that much of a problem to the Federation. The only reason we became a big problem is because you made it personal and it's like you know what that's for the show that's actually pretty true there are other there are other factions that are way more important that are legit sure. that are far more legitimate threats but the only reason they come up is because Cisco made it personal with Eddington
0: yeah no it's true it's true he never learned even till the very end that he uh, would He's great to speech at. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh the, their banter in this in the in the in the runabout as they're trying to find the missile silo is is the only part I really enjoyed of this episode where it was like um because, you know, it is all about that moral cost. It's the, it's the DS9 to, thing we love coming back to. I'm going to. to test your morals. <laughs> exactly. And there's like a nice bit where like, you know, Eddington is always the prodder. You know, he loves to poke. Um, but there's a nice bit where he shuts him down, where he's basically, you know, like, he's like, you know, if the Maquis didn't do this, we may not even had this war to begin with. Like, you couldn't fucking leave it alone. And you push the Cardassians to the point that they decided to go to the Dominion. And then the Dominion wiped you out. That's all you achieved, really. All you achieved is making your enemy so mad they went to their own enemy and joined forces. You know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend thing. Like, and you have now created a beast that we have to fix. That's actually kind of interesting. That's actually fairly competent. The problem is the Maquis aren't fucking around. You know, like, and I never thought that the Cardassians did it because of the Maquis. I thought they did it because of the Federation. (laughs) Because Gold Dukatsun piece of shit. And I like watching Golda because he's an interesting character. He's a character I want to watch as much as I hate his guts and want to see him die painfully cuz he drives me crazy. Uh Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, it's it's kind of it's kind of like But that. it's a it's great kind of, kind of, like kind of, of our that, you know? we left to hate relationship with uh with Kai
0: Exactly. It's the Kai Kaiwin thing. You drive me crazy, but I'm glad you're on the show, you know. You, right. Through the right. kind of conflict that that makes the show good. And Eddington never was that. He was just he just poke. He just poke. And Cisco would get all mad and speech at him, you know, like you said, Sarah. Oh, I had latent problems with this episode. I didn't know. Like it's just coming out of me all of a sudden. <laughs> like, no, I, I It's like when you start talking about a friend that. you think you're kind of annoyed with, and then like as soon as you start talking to your friends, you're like, Oh God, I need to talk to my friend. I have serious problems. <laughs> like, yeah. Me and Eddington have to have a long talk.
1: Like, dude. You should have just you should have just like went away and just like just put your head down and been quiet.
0: I know, I know.
1: Yeah, Eddington like got way too caught up in every single book he read. Like he just mm-hmm. he really put himself in those scenarios and put himself on way too high a pedestal.
0: That's why I think he could have been an interesting character. I think like you said, the idea of a guy's the the, the... The star of his own fan fiction is interesting, you know. Right. But he has he's doing real world consequences, but he just wasn't ever challenged enough, you know what I mean, or around enough to ever like drive that home for me. Oh boy, so is there anything else to say? For uh, I've said plenty. Do you you guys want to say for Blaze of Glory?
1: There. Eh.
0: Oh yes, yeah, funny. Oh
1: yeah. Uh, uh, Quark- no, yeah. So yeah, I, I actually made a similar similar note. I was just like, "Morn, naked." What, like? So that's apparently, a
0: lot. apparently, Quark told Morn that uh, the Dominion would target DS 9 first in an invasion. And that if the Dominion attacked, they'd all die. So Morn stripped off all his clothes, punched out Cork, and ran around the station, going, "We're all gonna die." <laughs> 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 I, I I do
1: I do find I do find it funny though that um, that um that when 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 francisco was talking to Eddington uh, in, in his in his prison cell. By the way, side note: I did though like that shot that that we that we got of that we got of like. Of like the big huge space facility where eddington was being held prisoner i did like that shot i was like that's cool yeah. um but 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 there there was there was a point during that there was a point during that scene where where, 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 Ed, where um where Cisco was like what do you want eddington and, or, or something like that and Eddington was like and he's like why don't you tell me and then i started and then i started singing um and then started singing spice girls <laughs> i was like Yo, tell me what i want what i really really want i was like i was like did i just like i I literally paused the episode i was like did i just do that yeah i'm a 90s kid
0: what up i would love if it's very serious episode just was like to quote a famous poet from the 21st century (laughs) i'll tell you what i want what i really really want, what i really really want (laughs) so tell me what you want what you really really want (laughs) (laughs)
1: you know know what actually speaking of speaking of which speaking of which i'm 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 pretty sure that 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 even even once even when we get to whatever year in the future this happens they still will not have figured out what zigzag ah means
0: and to be fair michael eddington's motto kind of was if you want to be my lover you got to get with my friends you know what i mean you got to join the maquis Uh, if you want to get down with this so yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh my God. i think that covers it
1: so. y- yeah th- in, in other words this episode is just bad
0: <laughs> well i'm very curious about your thoughts on the next one because I, I don't know my own um the next one is empach nor season five episode 24 o'brien is at his wits end because there isn't enough parts to fix everything on the station he suggests salvaging parts from empach nor an abandoned cardassian station Sisko agrees so he stumbles a ragtag group of dead meat engineers who are all three days away from retirement and have a wedding coming up and a kid on the way and all just love life so much! As well as Nog and Garrick, who can help disable any traps on board. However, unknown to them all, there are two Cardassians still on board inside stasis tubes who are awoken. Garrick finds the tubes as well as a skeleton covered in space goo wearing a first order badge. Even worse, Nog watches as the runabout explodes, leaving them stranded. The group decide to go full eighties horror movie and split up, and of course two of the Yellow Shirts are quickly killed. O'Brien convinces one of the group to go with Garrick, despite the fact that Garrick is getting a little Cardassian alt ready for no reason. Garrick claims he wishes to kill the Cardassians, which is enough to convince the Yellow Shirt. Garrick manages to knock out one of the Cardassians in a fit of violent anger and discovers that the Cardassian was exposed to a psychotropic drug, which increased his violent aggression to a crazed state. Garrick informs O'Brien, who notices Garrick's changing mood, but Garrick quickly leaves to hunt down the other Cardassian. The other Cardassian kills the Yellow Shirt, but Garrick dispatches him. The final Yellow Shirt is relieved to see Garrick, but sadly, he gets a stomach full of flux coupler and Garrick kills him. Garrick, now gone full Rambo and first blood, disappears into the dark, while O'Brien finds the Yellow Shirt who tells him who killed him. Garrick captures Nog and tells O'Brien he'll have to come for him. He taunts O'Brien for his past histories with the Cardassians, and O'Brien manages to convince Garrick to face him one on one. Using a tricoder bomb, he knocks out Garrick and signals a return home. Back on DS9, Garrick is in the infirmary, purged of the drug. He asks O'Brien to apologize to the family of the man he killed and he agrees as well as promising to speak on Garrick's behalf in the upcoming inquest the two leave shaken by what has happened as per usual on DS9 what do we think of nor yeah i mean, think this is need to rewatch this one. but i want to hear th- your this... thoughts please.
1: I, I do I do like how with this episode with Empoknor we got another glimpse into, Garrick's many, into one of Garrick's many skill sets, because we don't often really get that, like yes. it, like it, m- much like Garrick period everything about him is shrouded in mystery. Yeah, he he never, he, he never gives you the full picture.
0: It's the classic Shepard book thing, you know. It's like you show. Mm pieces of how badass they are instead of all of it, and it makes it more interesting, you know what I mean? Right. Versus, like, if Garrick every episode was just, like, doing crazy stuff. Um, yeah, I need to rewatch this episode, quite frankly. Because it was not what I was expecting. At all. Uh, I was not expecting... I was not expecting a Star Trek slasher movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kinda hated it when I watched it. But weirdly when I read the synopsis I found a take on it which is a little politically motivated that I thought was kind of interesting and now I want to rewatch it. Now that I know it's like Star Trek slasher movie. And now that I know like what I'm going into, I want to rewatch it, and give it a full analysis. So I'm just gonna say right up front my read on this episode is not gonna be good. <laughs> because I just I was not in the right frame of mind to watch this episode and I just need to give it another shot, quite frankly. But I at least – this is my weird hot take. I at least thought it was kind of interesting the way they played with jingoism. That there was this idea of this drug that made you more and more nationalistic. You know what I mean? And in a time where we're seeing that a lot in America, I thought that was kind of interesting. I thought that was a kind of interesting idea that there is – Yeah, I will agree. And that a sense that what we're seeing now is that the internet is that drug for some people that these people go to terrible places that tell them terrible things and they become terrible people. Um, and, and I think that read is kind of interesting to me. So I need to rewatch it in that. Am I completely off base on that? Or do you see some of that as well? No, I, no,
1: I, no, I don't, def- I definitely see that. I, I, I think, I think for me, for me, I'm kind of in between the two of you, like where, where I'm, where my viewing on the- on impact Nora is is more average, but I very much appreciate Ben that re- that reading that you give on it because it may- because it's like it's a new layer of interest for me ra- of interest for me ra- ra- rather rather than just being like you get to see you get to see Garrick be a badass again it's like it's it's like well you know much like many of the episodes as as we have as we have talked about over the course of this podcast that where you know stuff that ha- stuff that ha- happened in, happened in an episode in a show filmed 20 years ago is lining up strangely very closely to today yeah. it's like it's it's like i i i like that we are, i like that once again we have been able to find that level of similarity we've been we've been able to to see that parallel
0: no totally and i i think it was the fact that he evolved slowly and he didn't ever turn into a reaver you know what i mean right as much as the reavers are a fun idea in firefly i always had a problem with them because it's like how do they pilot a ship yeah how do they reload a cannon how do they fuel you know very carefully like they are monsters and they're a fun idea of like what if space monsters you know that just come out of nowhere and just invade and destroy you know like that's an interesting idea but like it's better in concept than like functionality you know what I mean where this right. it made more sense because he slowly became again very xenophobic and nationalistic it was like he kept bringing up uh the place where O'Brien had the big fight with the Cardassians it was like Celix 3 or something like that I think was the title um, I think um and he kept bringing up, like, war a lot. He kept bringing up, like, you know, the Cardassian future. You know what I mean? And it's like... And it is, and it's sorry, but, like, it is, like, that friend that you see, like, kind of devolving into this scary political ideology where it's, like, it starts off kind of subtle. You know what I mean? It starts off where they say something, you're like, what? You know? And then uh-huh. it gets a little bit worse and a little bit worse. And then it's like, oh, no. You know what I mean? Um, and that's where I, I, I think is the interesting side of the story now now i'm curious sarah because for me i didn't think the tension really worked so i'm curious why the why you felt like it was just really well executed because i think that's part where i'm i'm lost (laughs) i know it's hard to say because it's just like tension is good or bad you know That might be my problem. I've seen a million horror movies. You know what I mean? It's like that's the problem.
1: (laughs) Oh... Oh no! Yeah,
0: Sarah, I, Sarah. As soon as the episode started, she's like, "At least two of these are gonna die." Oh no! Oh
1: no! Oh no! I. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, I, 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 call, I called all of them dying because I call all of them dying because 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 the se- the second they're on like like the roundabout or, or whatever whatever they're on whatever they're on and we, and we and we go from like I, I, we go from I, I think it was uh Garrick and O'Brien I think and we, and like we suddenly randomly just get a shot of like all of the yellow shirts just talking to each other and i was like why are we suddenly interested in their personal lives
0: right yeah and that's another case of, of the loose continuity problem you know like if i looked up and i was like maybe these were background characters in like one or two episodes no all four of them are just in this episode and it's like mm, part of me just wishes they had like a Wait, Character. all wait, all
1: four of them though. Like, 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 like um, I, 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 I forget, I forget which, I forget which one, which one it was. He looked, fami- he looked familiar to me because, because, because he remind, because he reminded me of that, of, of that guy from the from the TNG episode where they, where they had to where they had to say people from like from from like the in between zone of of, of in between zone of the um of the tra- of the transporter.
0: The actors might have repeated, but like. I just looked up the characters on memory. Oh, uh, okay, okay, and the okay. the only okay. episodes that, that quote for all of them, all four, is this one. Um,
1: gotcha. Well, then completely disregard my comment.
0: No, it's totally fine, and I understand that you can't kill off major characters, but like at least like it's second tier character. You know, I feel like could have added like at least the person that Garrick killed. You know, right? I think could have added a little more stakes to me because, like you said all of a sudden these four characters we've never seen before all have way too much backstory <laughs> it's just like classic you know three days from retirement scenario you know what I mean like yeah. the reason that that's a meme is because like naturally we're like as humans go oh he was so close to not being in danger you know that's why it's like a, a cheap thing to do for like a to like kill a detective as you go I'm three days from retirement and then he gets shot and you're like oh how tragic you know Because we didn't have time to build an actual character, you know. And they don't. They have 45 minutes. They got to, you know. And obviously the big thing is O'Brien and Garrick. You're just getting to that point, you know. Yeah, totally.
1: Nog, That'd I don't think sad. they would kill. I don't think they would have killed Nog.
0: That would be sad. I don't know. It's weird sometimes. The problem is Battlestar Galactica makes me wonder, like, who are they gonna kill? But uh, that came after Deep Space Nine. You know what I mean? This is pre Game of Thrones. You know where we yeah. murder characters that we think are gonna have long arcs and don't. Um, yeah, it's a. It's an odd interesting episode and uh i think at the very least the thing i definitely know worked is uh is andrew robinson continues to impress me as garrick um, oh yeah for sure he's just a an excellent actor and it makes me realize that what they i wonder because there's a story i like about how alfie allen to um speak about game of thrones this is going to be a slight spoiler so skip ahead a minute if you don't cut up on game of thrones like season three ish um Alfie Allen had to audition as the character Reek instead of his actual character because they needed to know he could do that because that's a big thing that happens to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wonder if they auditioned Andrew Robinson both as his comedic side and as his scary side. You know what I mean? Because he's very lovely and charming. Uh, No, I'm sorry, Garrick. Uh, I'm talking about the actor who plays Garrick. No, no, totally fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, i think they they auditioned uh andrew robinson both has his funny side and has the scary side because he's so charming and lovely and jokey but then you have episodes where he's torturing Odo and you gotta fucking nail that you know what i mean you can't have you know a, a comedian heart and heart like you know do that sequence justice I mean, you can with a good comedian. <laughs> Most comedians are actually really sad when I kind of to think about it. So, Because uh, I'm just thinking about, like, Robin Williams. Um, Anyways, I got off on a tangent. Uh, I, I wonder if they auditioned for both because, like, he's so good at transitioning. And this whole episode is about following that. From, like, jokey fun Garrick to, like, what the fuck, Garrick, is wrong with you? And genuinely being afraid of him at the end.
1: Yeah, that was that, that, that. When, mm, when when he when he like took Nog, that was a, a memorial was just like no
0: please no 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 like yeah poor sweet innocent nog who just just stood up to Klingons. right he
1: just... He, he just got a bit of respect just know. did I mean I mean I mean gra- I mean granted' it's not is not the same as you know being three days from like, three days from retirement but you know
0: yeah, but I mean, you know, he's kind of—he's the first cadet, you know, from a Ferengi. He's got like a lot to live up to, you know. We, yeah, you know, it's we pretty don't big. Root for Nog. It would be sad if the first, you know, if somebody got killed by a crazed friend of his. You know, that—that's pretty shitty.
1: Yeah, I just want to like speaking to that like, we better see like some legit fallout. Between between Garrick and the rest of the main cast, as far, as, or and maybe not all of the main cast, but but at least those who are closer to him, like 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 Bashir for sure, like. I want people. I, I don't want them to hate him, but I do want. I I do want this to now lead to like, a new level of slight fear from everyone. It's like y'all do realize. This man that th- that this Cardassian is very capable. He is very capable.
0: Yeah, no, for sure.
1: Like I I I think I think just I think just for like just as an episode to episode type of thing, I want there to be as as with most things as with most stuff that has that has happened in, happened in this show, I want there to be repercussions for Garrick. Like 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 yes you know was like was not himself was what was was outside of his control but still that's yeah. a pretty freaky thing to experience from from someone who you may not necessarily fully like but you know you for you for a good bit trust to like be there for you in a pinch and that's a, that that's a that's a really a really hard left to take out of nowhere
0: yeah i hope so but i mean this is our one seemingly long-running complaint about ds9 is the loose continuity <laughs> you know? yeah
1: just, back to back to that exact comment
0: it's just unfortunately a show that's just made a little too early for its own good you know and uh was too afraid of for for a show that has a lot of long season arcs it's weirdly afraid of keeping things very continuous you know yeah which is unfortunate well is there anything else to say for impact nor
1: uh, just really. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I
0: was wondering if he had to like leave for a bit because he was like at Starfleet, which like to me means like actor had to leave the show for a few months, maybe,
1: P- possibly. Uh, I just want to say, uh, Ben, to your talking point, how many roundabouts have we lost?
0: Yeah, how many roundabouts have we lost? I feel like they've lost. A lot recently, and I'm wondering at what point Starfleet's like, "We're not giving you anymore. This is all you have. We can't ration anymore. You were <laughs> rationing. You get two a month. You're you,
1: that's enough. You can't." And Cisco's, c- argument, and Cisco's arguing. And arguing them, but we clearly need four. You get two, three, done. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: blow up all the time. These poor runabouts. They're they're like El. They're like El Pintos. They're just they blow up like crazy.
1: You're the ones who want to put us next to a warp hole. It's your fault.
0: It's <laughs> <This is> true. <laughs> We're near a warp hole near a fucking invading force. We need all the runabouts we can get. God damn it. <laughs> all right. Well, that has been our episode. Next week, we'll be discussing season five, episode 25, and episode 26, which are in the cards, and the season finale, Call to Arms. As always, I want to thank my lovely co host for joining me every week on this journey <laughs> <laughs> i know two more seasons oh my god it's crazy it's crazy as always I want to thank my lovely co host for joining me every week on this journey our theme song is by captain meat shield you can check him out on twitter at cptn underscore meat shield our awesome artwork is by Joe Bowen. We are a part of the Tusken Shed Media Network. You can see more of our shows at TuskenShed.com. If you like the show, like, subscribe, rate, and review it any way that you can. and helps new listeners discover our show. Until next time, this is the crew of Geek Space Nine signing off.
1: Bye, guys.